It's time once again for the A7FL 3-on-1 podcast. As always, I'm your host, Matt Ryan, and not much going on in the A7FL this week, aside from the Fall Brawl playoffs coming up this Sunday on the Silver State Sports and Entertainment Network. So we are looking around the A7FL and trying to give focus on some of the other divisions you'll be seeing on March 26th, one of them being a, a, a division heading into their second season. In the A7FL, we're going to be speaking with a quarterback of a team whose uniforms I truly enjoy. It's Dale Hathaway of the QC Crush. Dale, welcome to the three-on-one podcast. How are you doing tonight? Hey, thanks for having me, gentlemen. Feeling great. Weather is shitty over here in Cincinnati. How are y'all doing? Cold. <laughs> Real cold. <laughs> well, you're probably warm compared to him, Rob, is what you're saying, right? Probably. You know, I'll, I'll, I want Cincinnati weather. Yeah, pre-call, yeah. I was just confirming that in a previous podcast, I was I was saying, like, imagining that it was negative 10. And then Dale added that, how many inches of snow did you guys, you guys just get? The, the, the day of the game is about six, six inches, six or seven inches, man. It was shitty. So there you go. There's the dedication. And the game you're referencing, right, was the uh, – you guys just recently – and we, we showed it on air while we were doing the Vegas, uh, you know, fall uh, week f- three, actually. It was, it was two. But you guys had your scrimmage against the Columbus guys, right? How did that go? Yeah, things went really well, man. We were really happy to see that the league's growing uh, into other parts of the state. Uh, we, we went up there and scrimmaged a couple of guys on their squad. And uh, Everything turned out really well, man. We all talked about, you know, spacing, some of the different things that they're going to see. I didn't let all my uh, all the tricks out of the bag, but I, I kind of let them know at least the ins and outs, the 101, you know. Did you have to explain to them what Rob is constantly explaining, that you cannot run an outside sweep if the defensive end is lining outside of, <laughs> of the, 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 the width of the, the stance of the uh, offensive tackles on that side? Did you guys, did you guys give them that, that, that quick clue? See, I think that maybe I saved some of those little tidbits of information like a oh, couple weeks tough. down the road, you know? That's tough. Well, <laughs> Q week one whatever the Columbus team we're referencing, running a jet sweep and oh, smashed. It's not going to work without blocking. Okay. All right. Well, they'll learn. They'll got to, you, you can, you can, you can only teach them so much. They got to learn on their own, right? You guys had to. Oh, absolutely, man. You know, we kind of got thrown into the wolves. Um, we were just scrimmaging the Covington heist. We really had no idea of how the other different games are being played throughout uh, the different parts of the U S you know, out east, it's a run-heavy attack. You know, you look at the teams like the U and BIC, they're very pass-heavy. They got mobile quarterbacks. You know, Vegas right. has a more traditional style of football. And then Florida is just like, you know, it's just everybody's having fun out there, flipping the ball around like it's flagged. So, like, there's definitely different concepts and different ways that people are approaching the game in the league. It's nice to see that a lot of them work in different ways, you know. Which is your favorite so far? Um... so so how would you actually describe yours for people who haven't really i mean from point of a reference we only seen you guys play and the covington heist so what is that style of football certainly um i would say like uh the, the covington heist is probably more traditional uh baltimore style team you know pack pack the box run it down your throat let seth get the ball and kind of do his thing you know, Darrell's really good, too, you know, doing the option. Um, now, as for us, we like to spread it out a little bit. You know, we like to come have guys put in motion, spread it out, and kind of have fun, at, let our playmakers make plays, you know. I'm one of the older guys on the team, you know. I, as you guys may or may not have seen, you know, I'm not the one who's out there doing a lot of the scrambling and, and making everything happen with my legs, you know. Sometimes I'm just – Staying, uh, staying in that pocket, staying calm, delivering that ball, hoping my guy makes a play, you know? And there's nothing wrong with that. That's actually worked in the league plenty of times before. Um, a so few flat. of my favorite quarterbacks, yeah. <laughs> a few of my favorite quarterbacks, you know, that I had an opportunity to block for, those guys weren't very mobile quarterbacks. We just gave them a good pocket. He threw that ball to a great receiver and made some plays. Do you have any standout receivers 
in your league. Let's not just say your team. You could start with your team, but in the league overall, like guys to watch at the receiver position. Oh, certainly. Um, like uh, if, if you kind of look at some of the guys on our side of the ball, we, we have a lot of speed. Um, so I definitely got to give credit to a couple of guys on the squad. You know, Kobe does a really, really good job making separate, getting separation. Mike is Mike Bell is fundamentally sound. We got a new guy coming down who I'm not even going to say his name. He comes down from Michigan. He's going to be making some plays for us this year. We got a guy coming up from Atlanta, Georgia. who's going to be making some plays for us again this year. He's going to be able to get more opportunities outside of the offensive line. Unlike he did last year, his name's Wardell Brown, but you know, outside of that, we got a lot of young guys too. We got a lot of young guys. Yes, sir. We got a lot of young guys too, man. A lot of young guys are looking to make a name for themselves for sure. It's definitely a receiver by committee. I would not necessarily say that one guy looks at himself as being better than any other guy on the team. We're all mm. equals here, and we're all here to do one job, and that's to get better and win. Now you're facing. Uh... You're in your second year as not only, you know, quarterback, new team, all of that, but as a division, you guys are, are in that second year. What we're seeing and kind of put into perspective what we've been able to look at, um, what we're seeing in the Vegas division is this, this offseason after facing some of the, the harder opponents and seeing what those other styles are. One of the things we reference all the time is what, what – the, what the experience of the Vegas force going and playing against the, uh, a team like BIC and, you know, the result is the result they, they lost by a wide margin, but they were able to at least kind of gauge what they had against what is the championship level performance in this league. Now you guys, and it was a, a real brief appearance and I'm not going to, you know, denigrate you for whatever it was. You guys are traveling all the way down from Ohio to Florida in a situation that we talked about pre-call with, which added to it, but you guys faced the test that obviously based on the result and no disrespect, I mean, look at enough games of mine and you'll see a lot of donuts as well, but you guys faced the nightcrawlers and a buzzsaw and Mark Bagley and the guys that he brought late that season to the Tampa Bay nightcrawlers, including a monster of a human in Deontay Henderson. So since that game, has that been a catalyst for the QC crush to build? Or was that a humbling experience where you kind of looked at it and said, let's start from scratch. There's a, there's too much to even work with. I would say, uh, I don't want to fully answer on both, but maybe at some, at some times it was a little bit of both. Okay. We're, we're definitely looking as to like progressing and moving forward as a team, becoming a better team, but like, don't get us wrong. Like, we were one of two teams after week three undefeated. We thought we were pretty cool. And then we went down to Florida, a little short staffed kind of thinking we're just going to stroll into the playoffs. And, you know, it was, it was a pretty, it was a pretty big L, but from that point in time, I do believe that we've all came together more as a team and started to look more into like, all right, so we got to start figuring out ways to beat them through recruiting, through developing the, the the plays that we currently have, you know, making sure that we're eating right, making the making the right decisions, you know, making sure our boys aren't going out and getting in trouble and everything. You know, we all are on the same page now, and I feel as if um, we have a little something to say next year. We definitely have a little bit of anger, a little bit of animosity. We definitely feel as if we – we want to prove something to this league. We want to pick up where we left off before, you know, before week four last year. Well, that's our week four. It was really like week seven for you guys. We had a yeah. full week. We had a full month off yeah. in the middle of our schedule. And it was maybe just because they couldn't get us the games with the Cincinnati, the, you know, the, the, the not, not having the Cincinnati teams. But, you know, so I digress. <laughs> oh no problem. I mean, that's that's what a podcast is about. You'll 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 find that uh, I'm Mister Digressive. Anything? No. Uh, wait. Hold on. We're allowed to talk on this show. <laughs> Fuck. Um. I. Well, wait. I, I haven't just... heard you yet, man. What do you got for our guy? Well, you we were talking you, about. It's been a while since it, I've heard you talk. Yeah, it's been a few days. It's uh, you know, been a busy day for me. A busy couple of days for me. I cracked a tooth before the start of the show. It's a whole fucking thing, but. When we take a look at the that, that that wrestling show was crazy. <laughs> it must have been. But when we look at 
the road ahead for Cincinnati, you have the initial competition in Columbus. You have the different styles of offenses between the two teams in the city, which is a unique thing, to be completely honest. When we look at Nevada, we look at New Jersey, we look at Los Angeles and Florida, a lot of similar offenses. Sometimes it's the athlete, like you were talking about before with Seth Chambers, who defines the offense. But in a hypothetical situation, which division to you would be the one that you would want to face in a playoff scenario to try to get to the championship? Can you rank which parts of the A7FL you think your team, the QC Crush, would be most effective against to make it to an A7FL title game? Well, if, it, if it's out of the thought of sheer competitiveness, you know, like you got to beat the top dogs eventually. So I would hope to make my stab or hopefully us to pr- productfully know where we're at as a team by taking a hit at one of the big dogs. But um, I guess with some of those things that are being said, um, I understand that um, the Florida division uh, has, has a lot of good talent down there. Um, but we were, we were a little bit surprised that like, you know, maybe it was a big difference from the second game to the fourth game. And then obviously seeing film, but we thought that they would be fast. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you hear about that Florida speed ball and like, obviously in, in much respect to, uh, Mr. Bagway dude's a fucking hell of a quarterback. Um, but we thought that they were going to be, you know, faster. And then when we watched a little bit with the ghosts and the A team, we thought that they all were going to be a little faster too. So I guess it was kind of like a comment of our own figuring out, like we can hang with these guys, even though the fourth game was just didn't go our way. It certainly didn't go our way. Dale, you're saying a lot of interesting things that have me intrigued to, to hear someone say, we thought they were going to be faster. It's giving the impression that, you guys are a lot better than I think anyone knows. That's what I'm getting from you right now. Am I correct? Well, we're, we're, we're a quiet team. And, you know, like like I said, we were kind of loud and proud and bumping our chest the first couple of games last year. But I think that we're kind of like we're trying to be a little a little silent, try to make our moves, you know, make smart decisions. But I do believe – um, that a little bit of a, a little bit of credit, you know, self warranted, self promotion, all that shit. I'm cool on it, you know. Like I'd rather you guys maybe just say that like we're doing productive things or we're doing the right things to become a good team, rather than you know, I meet sit here and chant and have a couple of beers with y'all and start screaming about how I beat the heist twice last year. <laughs> well, I think this you know, is that's so. an interesting message and, and a common theme that I think keeps popping up in a seven of circles. Um, you know, the, the loudest and the, the most talkative division team, you know, players, you know, we can even go back to uh, the worst pants. Even though my guy from uh, my guy from the Kryptonite was making his 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 fair share. Of oh my team. goodness, those pants were um, terrible. I, I still I I, 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 I saw might the have pants to recant my statement. And go and ahead. I, I saw the pants. They looked comfy. They looked like Zubaz pants. He's walking around like he's an '80s wrestler. But Corey, bad. or or like or like Sinbad. Uh, but but. Uh, they looked like like the the pants that a like an animated Aladdin would be wearing the, the you know the size and then the print and then the print on them was some kind of '90s cartoon that I don't think I've ever seen. But it made me think about like really if I'm going to make the statement as serious as I did that these are the worst pants, I actually forgot about the Santa Monica vibe and those those CC Sabathia baseball pants too. So <laughs> we're we're maybe going to have to have a poll at some time which pants were worse. But the fact is is that the Santa Monica vibe were in that same position that the QC crush were in last year, where they won a right, couple right, games, right. started saying we're the well, face of the league. Yeah. Sounds similar to something that's been happening relatively recent in Vegas back to back to back weeks, almost right. Yeah. So, I, can, I, I mean, Hey Dale, I think you're, you're hitting the head right on the, uh, the nail, right on the head. If you guys are moving humbly working, I think that's the right formula. And I'm, uh, Hey, we can't really comment on what we've seen because what we've seen, unfortunately, Dale, I don't think you want us to comment on that 80 to nothing. No, I, I understand um, completely. <laughs> but if these are the things that you're doing, uh, I, I think I would speak for the three of us saying that we're going to be excited to see not only what you can do against the Covington Heist, Seth Chambers, 
Marshall, the quarterback over there. And, 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 and even though record wise, they weren't, you know, lighting the league on fire or maybe something to write home about, they look pretty good and, and, and pretty competent, at least, you know, in the game against the snow tribe, you know, uh, Matt and Ra, I was playing as I still will be March 26th, opening day. Um, you already know, right? Right Dale. <sighs> That's right. <laughs> don't don't encourage him. It's what what are you do? terrible, terrible. Walk into our home, track mud <laughs> all over our shoes with that you already snow nonsense. That Michigas. <laughs> Dale, I have a question though. To help me get a better picture. Because I have a picture of my head right now, but you mentioned that you guys went down to Florida and lost to the Mark Bagway led, um, what is this team Night called? Nightcrawlers. Nightcrawlers. Okay, the yeah. Mark the, the Mark Bagway led Nightcrawlers. Yeah, the Bagways. He plays for the Corey Ham and Corey Hams too, Rob. Don't ever forget. <laughs> I, I, never, I will never forget. I won't. I will never. Um, I will never let you forget. I will constantly remind you. You lost. You lost to those guys, and you didn't have your full team. You would say, right? A, a few guys were sitting home, right? Yeah, yeah, there's no excuse, but yeah, we had a couple no. guys get hurt. We had a couple guys sitting at home. We did not have the strongest numbers to start the season. It's kind of like an avalanche when it hit the game four, you know what I mean? Okay, so let's say game four happens and every guy you needed to be there was there. How does that game go? Oh, fuck. Well, I mean, looking at the outcome for me to sit here and say that it would be a fucking sure dub, that would be a little silly, but I would okay. certainly say that it would be damn more competitive. That's for sure. Would you say it would damn be more, more competitive? competitive. Would, it, would it have been more competitive than what you saw when you watch Rare Breed versus the Nightcrawlers? Man, that was a good game. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, a minute, 27 seconds left, and they've got the fucking ball on the 15, 17 well, yard line. That's that quarterback recall. That's that, that quarterback that recall. <laughs> I, I watch a lot of a lot of film, gentlemen. That would haunt the shit out of me. Seriously, that's that's scary. Would I mean, you that's like a nightmare. would you have danced ever? And the answer is no. And we all know it's no. But would you have danced? <laughs> I'm ever not a dancer. <laughs> oh come on! You gotta have a little bit of dancer in you. They were saying the gritty. I thought they were talking about the the mascot for the Philly Flyers. So I was like, gritty. What is that? They're like, it's a dance, idiot. I was like, I only know Fortnite dances. I got kids. Well, the gritty's on Fortnite, no? I don't know. Gritty's on Fortnite? Oh, oh, you it mean, might be. Oh, you mean it the might da- be. oh, you mean you mean the dance, not the not the mascot, no. <laughs> not the one who not looked like mascot. me before I got this haircut. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that haircut's looking nice, man. Thank you, thank you. I got it before the show. I uh I I I finally think I need to stop looking like a goalie coach every single week. And, you know, it's only two months until the season. I say that now, and by the time we reach July, it's going to be back down to here. It's going to be a bad time for everybody. Um, I apologize for those who will be watching us ahead of time on uh, a7fl.tv. And I'll look like Cousin It. I could basically just pull my hair down down at the front at that point. Hopefully I'll still be uh, on the field, though. But uh, you already know. I, I I hope so. Um, you know you know what? That's a fucking lie. I I, I love you to death. Corey. <laughs> That's- I love you to death, and I want you to be successful, and I want the Snow Tribe to be successful. But when it's me and Rob, we do great. You know, we're better than ninety percent of people in sports television. Shout out Joe Buck, and you get to speak. Yeah, and you get to speak. <laughs> You did a great job, by the way, this week on uh, the A7FL Fall Brawl. If you have not checked that out on the A7FL YouTube channel yet, the fuck are you doing? You're on the channel! Unless you're listening to the audio version of the podcast. Why am I gesticulating if you're just listening? Also, Matt, I I practice this a lot of times, so I'll even use it one more time. The Silver State Sports and Entertainment Network. I knew you practiced that. I knew you practiced that. I knew you were in the mirror looking at yourself. I'm not. I'm not bugging at least once today. (laughs) Well, that's not even to plug. That's just to give myself credit for the thing that I practiced. Um, So, but you already already know that Corey Hammond's going to Corey Hammond and Dale. I think he gets the show, so he's allowing us to have our little antics here. But let's get back to. Um, our guest here. One of the things that I thought was really interesting, uh, what, Matt, Rob, or I always ask our guest, you know, what was your first exposure to the league? And I think that would be mm. something 
not only interesting to share, but in the theme of this thing that I literally just said, it would probably fit that theme as well, wouldn't it, Dale? Yeah, no, for sure. Okay, so my first exposure to the league, and it's funny, I, I told you this story not too long ago. And of course, Corey I turned to bring it up, right? Here we go. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, long story short, uh, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm flipping through, um, you know, uh, the, the, the cable TV, flipping, 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 nothing's on. See football, I start watching the football game, notice that it's the A7FL. You know, I didn't know anything about it. This was probably, man, I had to say it was uh, August, August of 2022, 2021. Yeah, obviously, because I played, yeah, 2021, right? So I'm flipping, I'm watching, and uh, I see you playing, actually. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, you might have been on Spanktown at the time. And I was kind of watching you, you know, field general down the field, and you were playing against another quarterback who's more, like, mobile and, and active in the pocket. And I kind of started – I was looking, and I was like, you know, it's been a couple years since I've played football. I've just been playing, you know, adult softball for the last two years. I was like, maybe I need to, like, instead of throwing the pads back on, like, maybe I need to go try this out. Went out to the tryouts uh, in October – uh, met up with uh, with all the dudes over there. You know, we we assimilated as a QC crush. We were able to get a, a really, really highly regarded, two highly regarded coaches in the area. Took time out of their day to come help us out. Um, we had Coach Scott from Kentucky, and we also had Coach Steve, who was a former uh, head coach at Walnut Hills High School, very prominent school here in the uh, uh, Cincinnati area, and the OC at a couple other places. But he once. Coach Steve and Coach Scott finally came on. It was like, all right, we're just not a bunch of ragtag dudes just hitting each other. Like, we have a squad now. So then it's like, all right, recruitment, enrollment, all that stuff. It wasn't quite up to the four-team standard that we originally anticipated at the beginning of the year. So we started asking other guys if they were interested in starting their own team, hence the, um, the Clifton Varsity Football Flag League is where the, uh, the Covington Heights came out of. Okay. So they were a flag team for years and years playing in this league. They all knew each other. They all were on the same page and all that shit. As to where our team, like, we had a lot of high-talent guys that were in the semi-pro footballs in the flag, uh, like the flag teams in the area, but none of us had played together. So it was like we're all learning from scratch. So, you know, first game we come out, you know, we, we get the heist in overtime, beat them. And uh, it just kind of started to pick up from there, man. We really didn't know what we had until after week one. It was, it's like we're we're playing against, you know, air. We're playing against air. We're trying right. to play against ourselves. Like, where do we weigh up? And then it's like, oh, okay, we won a game in the league. Like, we're not shitty. Like, <laughs> I have a couple of questions about Cincinnati specifically, but getting that first win in the league. Now, you know, Rob and Corey have experienced different, well, in their case, very different levels of success in the A7FL. But both are first, you know, first ballot Hall of Famers, in my opinion, when I finally get my way and I get the A7FL Hall of Fame established in a burnt down Chili's on Route 9. I'm working on it. <laughs> but when it comes to... Uh, I, I agree with you. Well, thank you. We I got, appreciate that. We got two votes. Yes, Rob. You're in, Rob. You got championships. It's I'm the, just sitting the, here about one playoff win, hoping so everybody the, looks past it. There's a Hall of Fame committee. There's a Hall of Fame steering committee. It's me, Ryan DePaul, the recently retired Big Mo Ramadan. Um, nice. Olive, my dog. Um, okay. The ghost of Don Knotts. He's very important because he can actually see all the games at once. That's true. Okay. He's, he's omnipotent at this yes. point. Yes. And also uh, Brady Hammond, weirdly enough. Uh, nice. And he voted against me. He said that he's got two <laughs> chips. I got none. I didn't, so, you know, didn't want to say Dale. that. Ghost um, of Don Knotts loves you, though. The ghost of Don Knotts just fucking wow. love you. Wow. Well, Don Knotts, because you also made the joke of uh, non-corporeal Corey Hammond, so those, <laughs> those two characters are hanging out. But the other... <laughs> oh, my God. I think we're going too far off the rails here. But oh, I don't we're too we're too in the weeds. I'm sorry, but he is a one. fan of the show. So at this point, right, right, right. You're just we're just saving yeah, so, you a listen of the podcast at this point. Maybe, 
maybe maybe instead of doing the opposite which another show did first instead of you don't get the show we get the opposite sounder where you get the show and then it's like uh you know it's like no uh we've stolen enough from that show i think maybe we move on anyway dale (laughs) so you, you watched me and somehow thought probably because you were like well if that guy can do it um and then you get and, and then you get and then you get involved in the league and then you start to and then you start to so so you were a fo- you said you were playing softball but but when you were younger you were a football guy growing up oh yeah absolutely man um yeah i played football growing up i also played like flag in my early 20s and then um i was just doing the drunken softball thing for a yeah, couple man. of years and i was like all right man i can still do this yeah, and, you know, uh, the drunken softball thing is more of like a hangout than it is a sport. Uh, let's be honest. I'm sure you're competitive, so you're still swinging for the fences. But there's too many pop-ups for me. I just have bad form. Um, that's why I never play it. Uh, my wife's was, actually I was, legend. That, I was still that guy. I was still a designated home run hitter, but I had to walk away, man. That fucking fuel and fire for football, man. You just can't beat it. Well, no, so as a football guy, right? So you've played, obviously, you played the tackle. You played with the helmet. And this gets to kind of one of the other things that we like to talk about with the A7FL. And then last year was the first time that you played the full contact, no pads. Likely you've played it before with your friends. That's what we talk about with everybody. This is backyard football. Everybody's played some version of it. Um, if you if you're a really true football guy, you played tackle with your friends when you were a kid. But yeah. as a as a as a as a as a professional league that that has the structure, has the rules, has the coaching, has the the game format. How did you feel as just a player in the league as far as your your safety goes? Because the initial reaction we get from guys when we talk about this as a, as a hypothetical situation that they might join is, oh, no pads? Well, man, these guys are crazy, including, to name drop, guys like Cam Chancellor. You might have heard of him. Legion of Boom for the Seahawks. You know, same thing. Uh, that's, that's going way back when he was still playing. But how would you rate the safety? And is that one of the reasons why you feel like as – you know, you're you're not as old as me, likely, but you you said you're one of the older guys on your roster that you feel like this is something that you you can't wait to get to every single spring. Oh, absolutely, man! I, I live and die for this shit. You know, it's it truly is just an amazing thing to be a part of. And as for the the, the degree of contact and not having the helmet and not having the shoulder pads and all that, as 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 to injuries are involved in everything, I truly think that the game is played a little bit smarter. Um, I think it's certainly a lot safer. Um, you, you're not using your head as a battering ram. And as for if you at least want to look at it from like the percussion, percussion protocol standpoint, and also maybe obviously just how, you know, how soft the bones in your face are, you don't see that many people getting head injuries. You don't see that many people getting, you know, the, these crazy injuries that you're seeing in these football games uh, you know, like as of the last couple of years, man, people are getting bigger, people are hitting harder and they're becoming more fearless. But I feel like when you're going up against another guy and you don't have pads on, you're aware uh, that, you know, you could not only hurt the other person, but obviously you could hurt yourself. Facts. Facts. And, I, and I've seen enough of your game to know that uh, you, you're a little like me in the sense that when you're out there, you know that the most dangerous way that you can attack a defense is not by running and juking through them. So, um, what? Oh, there's no juke. It's just straight fucking straight ahead. So like it's <laughs> right because the because boat, we the boat goes that way. So if you're in the way, you're just just going over you. That's right. It, it's it's one of those. <laughs> You, you zero in on the, the, the first down and you just beeline straight to the sideline. As soon as you get out, as soon as you get the first down, tiptoe out. No, but, um, you know, I've been working on uh, I've been working on my running form. I've gone from uh, a Drew Bledsoe, guys. I've gone from Drew Bledsoe to 50-year-old John Elway. So I'm nice. moving up. I'm moving Whoa. up. Nice. Dude, you'll be at Chad Pennington status in no time. And don't blaspheme my guy. You ever see that juke he put on on that naked bootleg? That's an all-time G right there. Chad Pennington, zero arm strength, 70% career completion percentage. And a playoff oh, he's win. Right up there with Jay Keller. More playoff wins than I have. And he, it was on the Jets, so that's saying something. That is saying a lot. Now, my playoff win is with the Renegades. Is that saying something, too? That is, actually. They hate you, by the way. They, they, uh, and, and, and the love thing, me, and love me. The thing is, you really like, got my back, even though he says I trash them, and I don't. I, I'm the only one that I'm the only one that gets Kevin Stewart's back when you guys are trying to say he's useless. He's actually whoa, a much whoa, better whoa, 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 whoa! Hold the hold the fucking phone here, pal. 
Don't 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 generalize. Don't don't throw Dale in the fire too, or me. That's true. I'm, gra- well, I'm grabbing a life jacket me, before you I throw us fucking overboard. It's a royal day, including myself. But also, it's really me. When you say me for Napoleon, tire tracks, like all those defensive ends that come by. Yeah, well, the, the, for specifically for the renegades, and, and and it's not it's not tire marks; it's, it's cleat marks on my chest and face. Um, so and, uh, Corey doesn't just like Corey doesn't like the match. He just has a little gas to throw on the fire every now and then. That's all. I, yeah. I'll try. I'll try. Matt, <laughs> my asks. I'll try. Um, and and Matt, when you said hold the phone, are you talking about the the cricket wireless phone that that uh, sponsors my boys Cincinnati division? Mm-hmm. That is true, Cricket. Is I almost went into the whole fucking read. Um, it's total. It's oh. recall. It's recall. Do it. Do it. Might as well. Do it. No, they're not paying us for this. But but watch watch games from 2022. Listen to the Cricket read that we do. It's very good. And if you want to be a part of uh, speaking of reads and promos, if you want to be a part of the Battle at Bullhead, a major tournament going on February 4th and 5th, go to a7flnv.com. a7flnv.com. Here Hearing a lot of rumors about that one, about people in the A7FL building and forming some sort of Voltron to come and prove a point. And and guys, when you when we one thing that we can talk about on this show is the concept of a super team. Because we're seeing inevitable expansion across the A7FL. We're seeing new teams pop up. We're hearing rumors of old teams coming back. There's at least two teams that have championship pedigrees that we haven't seen in the A7FL since before the back-in-motion tournament in 2020. So the stove is hot. A lot of the moves that we've been hearing in free agency, some involving Cincinnati, some involving New Jersey and some involving other divisions where people on this show confirmed that they were making the move to certain parts of the country. Well, Penn hasn't been put to paper in a lot of situations, and March 26th will be an interesting day across the American Sevens Football League. But when the music stops, Dale, what are the things that are standing in the way of the QC Crush winning the A7FL championship this year or hypothetically traveling out to, let's say, a Los Angeles, a Las Vegas, a Reno, or even having to go up the road to Columbus and playing for a division championship or a conference championship in a Final Four situation, what's the thing standing in the way of you guys playing a BIC or a Florida Nightcrawlers? I genuinely would say that the, the only thing that's standing in in our way to get us into that conversation uh, is ourselves. We, we, we have a very, very good team. We have some very good returning players. We didn't even get to talk about G-Dub today um, or Turbo, but we've got a bunch of dudes. The guy from Breaking? The ball and we're all, doing it the right, we're all doing it the right way. Now, the one guy you, that I saw that even uh, against the Nightcrawlers, you could tell that he had the pedigree. I don't know if you mentioned G-Dubs, the running back number 20. You know, what's, yeah, yes, sir. What's his background? And he looks to me like he's played tailback long enough to, to – he, he could join any 11-on-11 team right now and run, you know, the, the Shanahan zone read offense right now with a one-cut or a two-cut. He looks like he's just that seasoned running back. Did he go to a big-time school? What, what's his football story, if you know? Uh, I don't know a whole lot about his uh, collegiate career, but I know as of recently, he's, like, he plays for the Cincinnati Duke semi-pro team. Okay. And if I'm not mistaken, he might be teaming up with the 82 Chargers. See, the thing with our guys is, is we have a lot of guys that mix into the semi-pro game, but obviously also play with us. Their heart's here. They want to be here, but then, you know, they go over there as well. So as to where some some teams or whatever they pull from the flag leagues like we're pulling from a couple of the 11 on 11 leagues so g-dub i would say is a top tier running back right here and not only in like cincinnati area but like region country like the dude is really really good man he's focused he's fucking hungry yeah we talk about like you know guys pop you know he it's interesting because scheme wise and and i don't mean to you know, throw your coach under the bus. I'm sure you guys are learning and 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 evolving. But looked like you guys were a really, really set on at least earlier in the season last year that that 
that two-man offensive line, a lot more skilled positions than the actual, uh, you know, the protection up front. And especially against teams that would bring that third defender at the defensive line, it just would change the whole dynamic for any offensive play you called. I saw some cool design, cool motion, like you mentioned before, and it was a spread concept. But at the end of the day, when you have the three rushers, the two, the, the two blockers, and, uh, you know, no offense, but the quarterback that is, you know, a find your spot in the pocket and throw it on time type of quarterback, as someone speaking from a lot of experience, it becomes a difficult ask, especially when you're not rolling that, you know, running back into, uh, you know, a, like a slide protection or a double team or mo- motioning into a crack, uh, you know, type of uh, rollout protection. Have you guys adjusted some of the scheme from the from the misses and, and the, you know, the learning moments in which you guys didn't succeed last year? Or is, is there another influence that's kind of, you know, gearing you up to, to kind of take that next, next step specifically on the offensive side of the ball? Oh, oh yeah, certainly. Um, yeah, no, no. Um, yeah. I'm definitely giving, giving uh, coach credit, all the credit where credit's due. You know, he's, he's the main reason, you know, why we had all the success that we had um, last year um, specifically. And in, in some of the situations that you're, you're specifically talking about, it might've been a personnel thing. You know, like we were kind of at the point where we were running a low team. We maybe didn't have that extra big to come in and help out. Or, you know, like, for instance, in the Florida game specifically, like I pulled Wardell off the line. When G got hurt, I pulled Wardell off the line and he became my running back. You know, that just shows how much of a Swiss Army knife that dude is. And I was telling you that he's going to be catching the ball a little bit. Right, right. right. Um, So, like, there's a couple of different things that that we've prepared in in a different way. And I know that Coach – He's, he's got so much up in his brain, man. Very, very knowledgeable dude. He's definitely going to have an answer for us. Now, me specifically, how did I, how am I going to do it differently? Um, dude, I realized when I went down to Florida, um, I think it was in May or something, it was literally the first like hot day over 70 degrees that I had experienced the whole calendar year. And I go down there and it's hot as shit and the humidity's pumping. And I look at my fat ass and I'm like, oh my God, I got to slim down. So that's actually what I've been doing. I slim down a little bit, like five, maybe 10 pounds, trying to keep it cut so I can move a little bit better than I did last year. Uh, but other than that, though, yeah, it was a little bit of scheme that, that's getting prepped and prepared. And we should be good to rock, rock and roll week one. And you say you watch a lot of film, right? You're a film guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. I, I got I, I probably argue with that. I probably watch more film than anybody in the Ohio Cincinnati division, maybe even some of the other guys, at least this year's film. You know what I mean? How, like, so you've watched a bit of BIC's film? Oh, yeah, dude. They, they got a hell of a squad, man. Like, they really, really dominate the line of scrimmage. They got good bids. They got a very, very mobile quarterback. You know, Scary Terry definitely is doing his thing out there. And, um, you know, I commend him for that, for sure. Uh, but, dude, it's like they just retool every fucking year. They just get every good player in the league, and they just kind of go from there. So, hopefully, the, you know, the team aspect, you know, being a better team, being 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 more on the same page with each other, hopefully maybe that benefits us as to where maybe that style of play certainly and 100% benefits them. You know what I mean? Right. How do you think your style of offense is going to deal? Because you deal with two offensive linemen down and you back there, right? So you're showing three. BIC will tend to show three or four. And how do you think your offense can deal with that? Um. So Yeah, so I, I, absolutely. So in, in, in different situation calls for different things. So whether that be we motion a guy in, you know, we, we put another guy in the backfield, you know, like maybe you'll see a little bit of full house out of us disguised in a certain way. And then, you know, we just kind of get cute with it and throw the ball from there. So we have options as to where like, and even if, you know, let's fingers crossed, knock on wood. Like if I get hurt, like there's a guy in the stable ready to fucking go. So like, we're all, it's all a team thing here. You know, next, next man up, you know, we're, we're all, we'll all be ready to go. Ready, ready to succeed for sure. We've talked about the QC crush and we've talked about a little bit about the Covington heist. I think we, uh, you know, as a, as a member of the crush, you, you, you mentioning 
um, your guys' matchups and and some of the players there, I think is is good enough. You know, we're not gonna we're not gonna make you uh, you know lush all over a, a competition. But what are some of the other teams out there, and what are some of the things that you saw from Cincinnati in the scrimmage that was uh, just two weeks ago? Um, so we we have seen the heist earlier this year as like an unaffiliated thing, and uh, you know we scrimmaged them a little back and forth. It all went well. And then with the Columbus team, I think that some of the things that they're going through right now are some of the exact things that we were kind of dealing with at the beginning of last year. You know, they got um, they got guys out there willing to willing to go for it and, and want to be a part of the squad. But, you know, they, they need to get their numbers up a little bit. Right. They, they got a lot of really, really good ideas and some really good dudes running things out there. A very professional uh, video photography team that I, I just saw one of their videos got released today. Be a very nice work, gentlemen. But uh, they just they need a little practice. They they need a couple guys. But I'm 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 proud of I'm I'm proud to say you know that those are my brothers and I'm glad that you know they're going to be able to do their thing this year. You know. But when you guys play, is there is there already a natural rivalry between Columbus and Cincinnati as far as this, you know big bigger cities in the state? Um, we we know what the 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 rivalry is in Ohio. And you mentioned that a guy came from up north, and I was wondering if you allow even people that, you know, root for that team up north anywhere near you after some of the things that happened this season. And I want to, I don't want to get too far into that, but to- I hear you on that. Yeah. My dad went to Ohio state. I went to Miami, you know, the Miami that was, of Ohio, Ohio, yeah. Florida was a state yeah. Miami, Ohio. Yeah. Ben Roberts was a state. Yeah. We, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm from, I'm from the time when I was in college that 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 Miami of Ohio Kent State matchup on a Tuesday night at 10:05, you know, and and I may or may not have called a certain Italian right before. Um, you know, you're talking about some hey. of the glory days of old Corey Hammond, and and I love the Miami of Ohio with uh, you know, big old Ben there um, before he turned into a a, a supervillain, um, a Batman character. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so so but but the natural rivalries that that kind of tend to to pop up in the A7FL for whatever reason, Vegas and Florida seem to have a rivalry um, in New Jersey. Teams are always fighting and, and then build, you know, the 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 animosity, you know, chapter after chapter, game after game. You know, we, we talk about uh, a, a team, you know, Voldemort that might come back in. They got a couple big rivalries with some teams. So what's it, what do you think it's going to be like with Columbus and Cincinnati? Because it sounds like you guys are starting out buddy, buddy, which is what Derek Duncan thought that Vegas was going to be. And if you see some of the spice on the Vegas boards, it, it's, it's, it's a lot far from Vegas versus everybody at, at least at that yeah, point. It's getting, it's getting <laughs> so uh, what do you think's going to, what do you think's going to develop in, in, inside the state of Ohio? I, I think it's going to be some really powerhouse football, man. Um, I don't necessarily think that every team's going to run the same scheme, you know, and, and, and uni- be uniform and kind of commit to, you know, similar, like everybody being similar. I think that you're going to see a lot of different styles here. We've got, um, obviously, you got the QC crush. You know, we're returning good team. We, we, we got a pretty decent roster. Um, obviously, we got the Covington Heist. Uh, you know, they definitely have plenty of players. They practice all the time. They have, they have a good roster. But I don't know if y'all know, know this or not, but there is two the two more teams. Obviously, you got the uh, the Columbus team, which I don't know if they've designated which team that they the, that they're marketing yet. But there is the uh, Cincy Chaos. I don't know if you guys have heard about this squad or not. Heard about? I've, hoping, I've heard about the Chaos. Yeah. Yeah, we're hoping that they're um, with this upcoming scrimmage, we can kind of get a feel for them and be like, all right, you guys, you know, got a team, you know, good, good to see you, you know, like let's, let's get this shit rocking and rolling, you know? Definitely. Well, one of the things we see from the Vegas division is, uh, you know, with a guy like Derek Duncan, he's getting the division out there. Um, they're very visible. We see their fall, uh, the battle at Bullhead, uh, Bulkhead or Bullhead? Bullhead. Bulkhead's on the plane. Bullhead is the city in Nevada that we will uh, in Arizona. Well, it's Arizona in Arizona. Yes. So um, we're just getting everything wrong here. But that, you know, what would we be if not um, able to correct ourselves and make sure that everybody remembers even more? So because uh, they can laugh at me being wrong. But the battle at Bullhead uh, coming up, Derek Duncan is doing a lot of stuff to make that division visible, um, to market it, to do the what I say are the loud things, which are which are necessary for the league. It, it almost sounds like I'm trying to, to say that they're not necessary. They're not positives. 
But like we talked about earlier, I kind of like the theme that you guys are are more of the, you know, what you would expect from a stereotypical, you know, if you were just to judge Ohio based on just the the random, you know, uh, you know, what's it called? Uh, reputation, which is that you guys are blue collar, that you guys are going to show up to work with your lunch pail. You're going to punch a clock and you're going to work hard. It, is is it too obvious to say that that's kind of who you guys are, uh, you know, deep down in your DNA? Or is it just that we haven't seen the lights shine bright on Ohio for a show that we're just not not necessarily prepared for, but we'll be excited to see? Um, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Shout out to ASMFL Cincinnati uh, owners. Uh, you know, just, uh, Joseph and, and Aldrin, they both do a really, really great job with everything they do. You know, they, they brought me to, the, uh, you know, like to be a part of this wonderful league and, and a, lo- a lot of the other guys on the team. But um, I, I would certainly say that, uh, yeah, but Vegas has the cool cameras and shit. That's great. They got a know? pretty good broadcast there, too. I'd yeah. say so. Well, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. No, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. no. I'm just always going to mention myself, so you're not <laughs> doing anything wrong. Don't worry. I'll, I'll, I'll make, it, Vegas make it has, about me. But Vegas has cool cameras and everything, and, and, and you know, Florida, they, they do their own style of things, and, you know, you guys are, are very, very established in the, uh, the, the, the Baltimore region and, and obviously up in the New Jersey region. But, but like, we're kind of just we're, – we're trying to – find our way but there's a couple on the guys like we can be loud and proud too you know what i mean like we, we, we kind of keep it keep it to a certain degree but like man if, if if one of these guys just starts flying off the handles i'm not gonna shut them up keep, <laughs> keep doing you bro you know so week one if you guys got the, uh the covington heist what do you think the score is qc crush versus uh covington heist week one well, the funny thing about the the heist, you know, I've, I've played them twice now, and, and and we've played well against them. It's always a tough game, man. Um, like it's it's definitely one you got to take an ice bath out of after because, uh, like, we all know them from the flag leagues and like know them throughout certain parts of town, and it's all cool. Like we're all buddies because we're all like assimilated by football. But the second that that fucking clock snaps, we fucking hate them. Yeah, we fucking hate them. I like this seriously, like. Like, as to where, like, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll play other teams and there's a, a hatred and, and all this stuff. But, like, you know, we really we really take uh, to take to heart, you know, like the games that we play against them, we try to leave it all on the field. You know, the first game, it, it was decided in overtime. The second game was also a one-score game uh, as well. So it's like to sit here and say they're slugs is, is not accurate. You know, like we played well against them. We had a very good scheme and we were able to make that scheme work for us. Um, but, you know, sometimes at the end of the, the, the game, there's a there's a team that wins and there's a team that loses. And our team was lucky enough to get the, the victories there. So I would say it would be a hard fought game. And I'm probably going to need an extra bag of ice for saying this. But, yeah, I'd say it's a dub, man. Well, I think you went fully, you know, stereotypical, perfectly cliche quarterback. You, you're giving the other team credit. You're confident in your team. That's perfect. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna force you into the corner. Maybe be a little bit disrespectful. What team is the QC Crush capable of blowing out next year that you know of? Is there a team in the A7FL that you can't wait to line up against because you're gonna murder them? The Snow Tribe. <laughs> Wow, Dan. Wow, Dan. That's crazy. Hey, hey, Dale, hey, Dale. Hey, hey, Ben. Dale. Hey, Bill. Hey, hey, his name is Dale. <laughs> no, I said Dale. That's Dan. insane, Dale. How could you oh, say bad, something man. like that? I think my voice cracked, but it went lower. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, Corey. No, seriously. Um, actually, uh, a team that I want. So, okay, so um, you don't have to worry about go for- answer the question the way you want. You know I'm gonna uh, you know be my jerk self, but go ahead. So g- going into Game Four of last year, we were scheduled to play the Orlando Ghosts, but when it got put on TV, uh, within you know two days of the game, they told us they're playing that we're playing the Nightcrawlers. So yeah, I played the Nightcrawlers twice. I understand that we're gonna get them eventually, right? But I would love to play the Ghosts. 
Like, I'm not going to sit here and say they're a bad team or anything like this, but I feel like there's unfinished business because it's like we were supposed to play them. Mm. I watched so much fucking film on them, and then mm. two days before the game, they're like, oh, yeah, you're no, playing right. a team that you right. already beat. And then, With new uh, lo and behold, we walked down there acting like that, and the exact opposite happened the, the second time we played them. So You're, you're playing a team I you already beat. the ghosts. I'd like to play the ghosts. Nice. I, and I like that answer. I, I think that would honestly, that would, that sounds like it would be a pretty interesting matchup. I, like. uh, I would like that. I, I, I think that that would be a great matchup, but to be completely honest, I would love to see in a battle of the interesting uniforms, the QC crush taking on the Santa Monica vibe, because I want to see what would happen when those two different teams that met very similar in less than stellar endings to their season, but are looking to bounce back, I feel like that would be a really interesting make-or-break game to show the dichotomy. Because we've seen Ohio play New Jersey. We've seen Ohio play Florida. We've seen Florida play New Jersey. We've seen Nevada play New Jersey. Everybody has played everybody with the exception of a couple of different divisions, and it's Ohio and California that's one of the few pairings that we know have not faced off. And from what we've been told, it's a possibility that that might be an option in the playoffs this year. That could be a thing that breaks out in whatever the national playoff ends up being. Do you guys think, since you are a voracious film watcher and there's a collection of great games from all across the A7FL at a7fl.tv and also our YouTube channel, you can search the A7FL, as I said before, if you're watching this video, you're on both or one of either. So, you know, once so this you is probably, done. You probably know how to find the rest. Right? Yeah. Uh, but you're, when you. You're probably here so. already. <laughs> but when you're looking at those California teams or those Vegas teams, have you been watching any? You've been watching a little bit of the fall brawl. What are the things that the QC crush oh, can. What are the things that the QC crush can do to stop a pit bosses to stop a Santa Monica vibe or the, you know, the LA aces or even the Vegas hunters well, the or the kryptonite. New one that looks good too, right? Yeah. There's, there's the a lot of quality opponents, but what are the things that you guys think you can do to stifle those teams and get wins? Because if you're looking at a national playoff right now, there's a lot of scenarios where Vegas gets a lot more conversation. Florida gets a lot more conversation. Ohio, we're still learning about this division. You're the second guest from Ohio. Third, if you count Nate Nail and Columbus, to join us or on the second, show. Or second, if technically, our guy is from Kentucky. Ah, uh, yes, so. but, well, he plays plays in the Cincinnati. That's true. Uh, they sh- you know me, they share a body of water. It's like, That's true. Like Jersey <laughs> yeah. City being the sixth borough. Um, what, what are the things that you think the QC Crush or Cincinnati at all can do to beat Vegas or L.A.? Well, I mean, honestly, to, to, to have the opportunity to be able to go out there and, and be a part of the league and represent the league and play, hell yeah, send me out to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, we would, rather, don't get me wrong, yeah, we'd be all about business, but that night, man, it'd be a, it'd be a party. <laughs> you yeah, but, you uh, could say it'd be a movie. Hopefully not Hangover, oh, but... <laughs> yeah, it'd be pretty crazy. G-Dub's on the top of a mirage. It's like, where's G-Dub? We got to find him. Yeah, that's probably how it would go, too. <laughs> but, no, in, in all seriousness, though, um, I, I've heard just from ramblings and everything that, like, Ohio might kind of get put into that, you know, it, much further down because nothing's obviously set in stone. We don't know the schedule or nothing yet. Like, we very well may have the opportunity to go out there and play one of their guys. They very well have the opportunity to come over here and play us, right? There's one division game, one non-division game away, one non-division game home. So I genuinely believe that if we are able to play against one of these teams out West, I mean, it would certainly show us a better degree of like where we stand with the rest of the competition, you know, as to where it'd be like a, like a, like a litmus test or like the, like where we're at on the Richter scale. I mean, really the out of outside of the competition within themselves, you know, the, um, 
you know, the, the, the aces came out and, and, and they played, but all the other guys, they just played each other. They were, they were never given the opportunity to come out and get in with this other competition. So as a way, like I went down to Florida and came back, you know, the heist went down to Florida and came back. They were able to see during the season kind of where they stood up. Some of the guys over there, I feel like, you know, like maybe some of them are better than they think. Maybe some of them aren't as good as they think. Maybe but some I of them shouldn't wear those pants you, ever again, but that's just. Oh, oh God, yeah. The MC Hammers, what the fuck was that? They they they, yeah, they I mean, were too legit to quit, Dale. Top. They were too legit to quit. Hey, hey. Yeah, dude. <laughs> a thirty-three-year-old man. I pay taxes. I am a I am an executive in this league, which is just saying a lot. Uh, and you're is, also the dragon with three heads, man. That is true. Prince that was promised. What whatever you say, sweetie. Whatever whatever you say. Whatever. Dale's laughing. He watches Game of Thrones. He knows what I'm talking about. That's funny, man. That's hilarious. I got, I got, I got. Wait, I got Royal Rumbles on Saturday. My priorities are somewhere else. But uh, <laughs> we, as we, as we wrap up here with the three-on-one podcast, and Dale, you are now a friend of the show, and you will have a free pass whenever you want. You are a break glass guest because you literally we broke glass and you you showed up. Uh, it's been an interesting week, and uh, we were excited to talk about Cincinnati. And kind of just get a better perspective. I've been talking with Joe, the owner of the division, since they came in. Uh, he actually almost bought us on championship game day. I was doing all the nine million things I do during a show day. I get a text for, with a Cincinnati number. Hey, what's the address of the stadium? I'm going to send you guys Choco Tacos. And oh, that was before, God, no that was before they were discontinued. That was yeah. our last opportunity. That was our uh, only chance to get chocolate tacos. Knew, if we only knew, and the ice cream truck was literally right there. We could have just had him be the one that delivered them. He was. Uh, mm. He missed out on a opportunity of a lifetime, sir. Yeah, your fucking opportunity, everything. Look at me, man! I love a good choco taco. Jesus Christ! Um, I never had one. I know. I know. You've never had one. That's crazy because this A7FL podcast was brought to you by Choco Taco. <laughs> oh, imagine that would make my life. So, that look, I, I think more more money to do to this that nonsense. Discontinued. <laughs> We gotta bring him back. We gotta we gotta start doing an on air campaign starting March twenty sixth. And if you wanna be like Dale and Corey, you wanna stand behind center in the A seven FL, you wanna be a part of what is being called not your daddy's football. If you think it's your time, go to A7FL.com slash players. That's A7FL.com slash players and register now. Registration is open across all nine divisions of the American Sevens Football League. So sign up today. Boston, Washington, DC, Florida. Ohio, California, Nevada. We're coming to you this season with a lot of great action that's starting March 26th. And we're getting closer and closer to opening day. And the only way you'll hear the official schedule of the 2023 games of the week, all three games of the week is right here on the three on one podcast. So if you haven't already like comment and subscribe on YouTube, also rate review and subscribe wherever to get audio and Corey, I know you're going to do it. Yep. I'm putting on the makeup right now. Yep. Hold on. Yep, uh, but before you shockular the us though, okay, fine. Dale, your favorite moment so far in the A seven FL as a fan or as a player? What's the one thing so far that's made you say this is a fucking fun thing to do, and I love every fucking second of it. Do we pause yeah, that? Yeah, Matt got probably. real, real steamy there. We let it go. We let it go. Sultry Matt was, it I wasn't mean, Sultry Matt. Fucking love it. Yeah. Go ahead. That's great. Dale, I'm sorry. I man. keep ruining the show. You you, you save us, please. <laughs> man, I, I, to be honest with you, though, man, the, the, the most savory moment that I kind of think back and I'm, you know, a little bit of motivation for me, you know, like, oh, I'm hurt. Oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go to practice today. But, man, it fucking felt good getting that game one overtime win. You know, me and my team, we rallied together. Them more than me. I suck, right? They rallied, and they fucking pulled it off, man. It was insane. You know, we were down a touchdown. 
going into the last three minutes of the fourth quarter. You know, we put one in the end zone. You know, we had a big run in overtime. I mean, that was really, I think that was when everybody realized, like, holy shit, we're fucking here, and this is fun. Like, we can like we can survive this. Like, all of those big hits that you see online, like, A7FL biggest hits, like, dude, that barely ever fucking happens. Like, I've been lit up on my ass once, and that was down in Florida, and it was it was crazy. It's like, it, it happens once every so often. You get a good hit, you get right back up. Hey, pop up. Because your, your head don't hurt. You probably didn't, you know, you know, have anything crazy happen with you, like you're you're fine, man. So it's 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 a it's a it's a great feeling to be a part of. That's for sure, man. It's it's huge. That 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 overtime victory was big, and I think that that's what kept everybody hungry and like wanting to push, 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 and be a better team. Yeah, once you once you taste that first like real like it's not it's not the glory, but it's it's almost the nostalgia of the team win after being away from it because even flag, I think it's hard to regain beating a team when you have to beat them with physicality. Cause you now you overcame a physical obstacle, but that sounds a lot more serious than I usually intend to be at this point in the episode. So Dale, most important question that you're going to get tonight, tinyurl.com backslash a7fl merch that's tinyurl.com backslash a7fl merch you know the deal you're a fan of the show and uh if the fans at home including you dale want to hear breaking news in this department check out an upcoming episode of my guys woody ness charles and joey bait from the orlando ghost that you might get to play Uh, You might get your wish. You might fish your wish. They sometimes say when you're old and you play those card games. Um, But that there's some, let's just be honest. I'm Corey Hammond. So I'm going to say that there's surprising choices of shirts on that podcast, but Dale, the moment of truth. Will you follow the landslide of a seven FL players and guests that go with the hus hus like the grab? Will you step out and uh, get a little sultry with the thick boy season pause or I'll just keep trying with, I'll try. What's your choice? <laughs> My guy. All right. So here, here we go. Um, one, uh, big Rob, you got to send a hus shirt to my number one, my G, my guy, my big lineman, trench baby Jew. Good He's the you. biggest motherfucker on the field. You can't miss him. And so he, he's the he, hus, he, hus. Loves you, he loves your shit. He's he told me, you know, he told me he's like, dude, hus hus, bro. But <laughs> as for me, as for me, I want the hus hus, but someone called me Corey Hammond Jr. How can I not go with the Corey oh, Hammond, Corey man. Hammond's T? Man, you can't pick the guy who called you Corey Hammond Jr. No, succeeded. Uh. I'm sorry. Couldn't pick the guy that called you Corey Hammond Jr. You had to stab me in the back. It's not even the odds of fucking much. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But <laughs> if somebody you... picked this shirt. <laughs> well, technically, technically, his his lineman picked Hus Hus, but we won't go there, Corey. We're gonna let you have your damn homie. Which is there. which is also which is also kind of like an upset too. The lineman, you would think. I th- I thought oh. he was going to thick boy season. But you, hey Rob, you you represent the lineman well. I mean, I mean, we all, we talked about on the broadcast this Sunday how many touchdowns we've scored and a little little huff action that you may have. But <laughs> Dale, man, we're gonna get on and uh, you're gonna get that shirt. You you just fished your wish. I think <laughs> hey, I think that's if, what's up. I appreciate it. If 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 you're gonna try, I'm gonna try, and uh, it's more than just the the I'll try, right? You got You got to really understand that. What it really stands for is that when you're facing the you <laughs> and you're on the Warriors, because I'm not going to throw any of my current or former teams under the bus, <laughs> and you show up and you know what the score is going to be, you have two choices. You could try or you could say that you're sick. And you know your boy Corey Hammond showed up to, to, to get those donuts served. And they tasted disgusting, but I, I'll always show up. I always try. So it was Dale, like the flu Dale, game, but sad. It's just like the whole asking the shirt. Eventually, I am going to get a win. And Dale, you don't have to. You don't have to do it because you feel bad for me. It is a great design by my wife, 
at Jesse. It is for sure. Certainly for is sure. a fantastic design. It is one of my favorites. And, and it encapsulates a lot. But the most important thing is it does have the gray hair strands. And if you count them, I think it, it is an Easter egg. It actually is the amount of teams that I've been cut from. No, that's actually not true. Um, but anyway, tinyurl.com backslash A7FL merch. You could be like Dale. You can get the shirt that's underrated. You could be the underdog and go for the dark horse. Or you can go for the favorite and hustle. Or you could be just awesome. If season. But there's the plug. There's my clown makeup. And even though I didn't put it on, you know, maybe one day down the road we do that as a skit. Because you know me, and you already yes, know. Do. Yes, we do, Corey. You know me. <laughs> All, All right. right. I'm, we're done. We're done. <laughs> right Murdered. Corey, Corey grabbed the wheel from me, said, it's Carrie Underwood time, <laughs> motherfucker, and just drove us right into a ditch. And that is how we will end this week's and I edition. And my keys into the side of it. Let's go. <laughs> Ruined my Yugo, you asshole. But I want to I'm thank sorry, you, Darren. I'm out over there. <laughs> <laughs> He's all dug my keys into the side of I thought he was going to start singing the whole song. Please. Don't tempt me. Oh, the amount of references you're going to hear on the Silver State Sports Network this week during the A7FL Fall Brawl Final Four is going to be a lot. It's going to be just strap the fuck in. Starting at 10 a.m. Pacific on the Silver State Sports and Entertainment Network. Find it in your local listings if you live in the greater Las Vegas area at Channel 5.2 or if you have Cox, just search for Silver State Sports and Entertainment Network outside of Las Vegas. You can join us on A7FL.TV or A7FL's YouTube channel. Dale, thank you so much. We're going to be seeing you a lot more throughout the 2023 season, so we're excited to have you and have a voice of the Cincinnati division and a voice of Ohio coming to us here on the pod. Thank you so much for taking the time out and joining us, my friend. This will not be the last time you join us on the show. So welcome to the list of people we will have back on the show. All three of them. Hey, thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> I really appreciate it, man. Y'all do great work. Keep up. Keep, keep staying hot out there, man. You guys produce a good product. A lot of fun listening to you guys. Well, it was a lot of fun talking with you. Thank you so much, Dale, from the QC Crush. And uh, you'll check out some of his info. We'll drop that in the box below. But for Big Rob Fabian, for Corey Hammond, I'm Matt Ryan, letting you know that, as always... Don't be an asshole. I'll try. Oh!